Hello, sweethearts. Thanks for joining me today on Love Letters 2, the daily podcast dedicated to wonderful and unexpected things. In today's episode, continuing through our month of first times, it is a love letter to Ian Fleming and his first James Bond novel, Casino Royale. James Bond is one of the most recognizable and successful fictional characters of all time. The cultural impact of his books and movies continues to be enormous. From the action to the gadgets to the Bond girls, the world has been hooked on James Bond since we first read about him in 1952. And even in 2021, he was still breaking box office records. I'm Alicia Mintz, and I invite you to join me today for this love letter to Ian Fleming and Casino Royale, coming to you right after a brief word from our sponsors. Dear Ian Fleming and Casino Royale, you have been far overshadowed by the famous spy character you created, but your own life was more fascinating than most of us realize. And since you used many of your own experiences as the main inspiration for James Bond, it is surprising that we don't know more about you. A British former spy, playboy, and best-selling author, you led a life of adventure and intrigue, surrounded by fascinating people just like the famous character you invented. You were a British intelligence officer turned journalist turned best-selling spy novelist. Of course, what you are best known for is being the prolific author and creator of James Bond. In your lifetime, you sold 30 million copies of your James Bond novels. In the first two years following your death, twice that many were sold. Today, there have been over 100 million Bond books sold, and over half the world's population has seen at least one James Bond film. Needless to say, Bond is one of the most popular and enduring, iconic characters of our times. Ian, you wrote a total of 14 James Bond novels, with Casino Royale being the first. You were born May 28, 1908, into a wealthy upper-class English family. Winston Churchill fought alongside your father, Valentine Fleming, in World War I, and wrote the obituary for him when he died in battle. That was very meaningful to you, and you always kept a copy of it with you. You were a great admirer of Winston Churchill throughout his life. Everything changed drastically for your family when your father died in World War I. Essentially, your idyllic childhood was over. You would always try to live up to the hero status that your father was given after his death. Unfortunately, you did not excel in academics, but you were a great athlete and a talented writer. Like many upper-class British boys, you attended Eton, starting at the age of 13. While you were there, you worked at the school magazine and actually wrote your first novel. You were pretty pompous as a teenager and also pretty popular with girls. You got a party reputation while at Eton and were expelled. After being expelled from Sandhurst, also, your mother sent you to the Tinnerhof School in Austria near the Alps. The headmaster of the school was a former British spy named Ernan Forbes Dennis. His wife was a novelist named Phyllis Bottom. 
This couple was extremely influential on you and greatly impacted your future pursuits. You struggled to find purpose and focus during your 20s. World War II was really the making of you. It gave you the opportunity and drive to live up to your potential, and you were passionate about defeating the Nazis. It also gave you the chance to prove yourself, something you'd been trying to do all of your life. Your older brother Peter was in special forces and carried out missions behind enemy lines. Sadly, your younger brother Michael was captured in Normandy and died during the retreat to Dunkirk. Your well-connected and domineering mother helped you get recruited into naval intelligence. During your time there, you became the personal assistant of Rear Admiral John Godfrey, the head of British naval intelligence. As Commander Ian Fleming, you were not behind enemy lines like your brother, but you were very influential in intelligence planning. As the right-hand man for John Godfrey, you were constantly coming up with creative plans to defeat the Germans. In fact, you were so integral to British intelligence that when you requested to actually go on missions behind enemy lines, the government would not allow it because you knew too much and it would be far too dangerous if you were captured and tortured for information. Ian Fleming, you were the architect of many British intelligence and deception operations. Operation Mincemeat, Operation Ruthless, 30 Assault Unit, T-Force, and Operation GoldenEye. Many of your ideas were implemented and used, but many others were considered too bizarre, too risky, or too impractical to carry out. These ideas became inspiration for plot lines used in some of your James Bond novels. You and Rear Admiral Godfrey often traveled to the United States to coordinate security and intelligence between the Allies. On these trips, you would stop off in neutral Portugal and spend an evening at the Casino Estoril. This would become a major part of your James Bond character's adventures. While you never use the name Casino Estoril, gambling is always part of the James Bond novels and movies. Many of the operatives you worked with at this time served as inspiration for what would eventually become James Bond. They were real men, and their real experiences were combined together and exaggerated to make the ultimate British spy. When asked by fellow intelligence officer Robert Harling what you planned to do after the war, you said, write a spy story to end all spy stories. And boy, Ian Fleming, did you follow through. After the war, you worked for Reuters as the Director of International Correspondence. You traveled extensively for this job. Your contract stipulated that you would be allowed a three-month winter holiday every year. You chose to holiday in Jamaica where you purchased an estate you named Golden Eye after your wartime intelligence operation. It was at Golden Eye that James Bond was born. At GoldenEye in Jamaica in January 1952, you began to write that first James Bond novel, Casino Royale. It took you only two months to complete. Casino Royale's plot was based on an actual personal experience you had at the Casino Estoril in Portugal during your time as a British intelligence officer. Your older brother Peter became an explorer and a very popular travel writer after World War II. 
In fact, your first James Bond novel, Casino Royale, was only published because they were also the publisher for Peter. They decided to publish it as a favor to your older brother. When Casino Royale was published in April 1953, it was an immediate success. The first press run of just under 5,000 copies sold out completely in less than a month. A second press run that same month also sold out. A third run of 8,000 books also sold out later that year. Little did they know what Casino Royale would begin. After Casino Royale, you went on to write and publish a different James Bond novel every year until your death in 1964. Three more of your stories were published after you died. Since then, there have been more Bond novels and short stories, written though by other authors. Although Casino Royale was the first 007 book in the series, it was not the first to be made into a film. The first James Bond film was Dr. No in 1962. You were very involved in the production of Dr. No. Interestingly, you initially disagreed with the casting choice of Sean Connery, preferring David Niven for the role. But after going to dinner with Connery and seeing how much sex appeal he had to women, you changed your mind. There was a 1967 film made of Casino Royale, but it wasn't until the 2006 Daniel Craig version that it got the credit it deserved. The 2006 film is considered to be one of the best James Bond movies, and it brought in over $616 million at the box office. Here's to you, Ian Fleming, in your first James Bond novel, Casino Royale. Your series is one of the most iconic and recognizable in history. The James Bond novels and movies have become an industry all their own. It's hard to imagine that there isn't a person on the planet who hasn't at least heard of James Bond. No one can argue that you haven't stood the test of time with the most recent film in your series, No Time to Die, released just a few months ago in October 2021. According to Columbia Pictures, No Time to Die has grossed close to $775 million in global ticket sales, making it both the year's highest-grossing Hollywood film and the top-performing film at the box office since COVID-19 changed movie-going behaviors drastically. This martini, shaken not stirred, of course, is for you, Ian. Cheers. Thanks for joining me today on Love Letters 2. Until we meet again, darlings, stay in love. Thanks for listening to Love Letters 2, a Hemlock Creatives production. Feel like showing some love to Love Letters 2? We'd love it if you tell a friend or leave us a kind review or even come and visit us on social media. You can find us at Instagram or Facebook at Love Letters 2 Podcast. You can also reach out and email us at loveletters2podcast at gmail.com or visit our website at loveletters2podcast.com. Until we meet again in the next episode, darlings. Stay in love.